news and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center is our fabulous producer, making sure that everything runs smoothly and perfectly and that when the interviews are over, they pop up on the WKOK podcast page. So we appreciate him taking good care of us every morning. On the news line with us now, Dr. Milton Newberry is from Bucknell University. He's the sustainable technologist. Technology Director and an Evaluation Specialist with the Bucknell Center for Sustainability and the Environment. Good morning, Dr. Newberry. Thanks for calling in this morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. I really do appreciate that. The upcoming sustainability symposiums got to be brought up and uh, talked about today. So it is uh, next Friday and Saturday, not this Friday and Saturday, but next Friday and Saturday, the 23rd and 24th, uh, the sustainability symposium. Uh, This has been one of the sustainable projects that's been undertaken at Bucknell University. Tell us about next week's event. Well, next week's event is an opportunity to discuss the typical sustainability topics that have been brought up and explained at previous sustainability symposiums. However, we also want to talk about the nexus of our research, our teaching, and community action in the context of sustainability in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's the actual topic and theme for this year's Symposium, since we could not hold one last year due to the pandemic. Right. The theme this year is the uh, adapting in uncertain times. And if there's one thing that we've seen folks in the science community do in the past year, it is adapt to make sure that their projects could continue or to develop new ones that really took advantage of the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic. Explain how scientists had to do a pivot and researchers and students had to do a pivot during the year and sometimes change what they were working on or how they were working on it. Well, I can't explain for everyone across the globe, but from my colleagues at a number of different universities and from what I've seen at Bucknell, it has been quite difficult initially with the pandemic to conduct research, especially student-led research. It's hard for students to work in a lab if they're not allowed to be adjacent to each other. They have to be at least six feet. And then dealing with a disease that has caused a lot of mayhem and, unfortunately, death. And so it has been hard for students to be able to get in labs, conduct field work, and also the same for faculty. At Bucknell, for a number of months, student uh, faculty were not allowed to go back to their labs except for emergencies to grab any type of equipment or books. And so that definitely put a strain on people conducting research, especially if you were a life science or, let's say, a lab-based researcher. And so as as times change, the university has put in protocols to help protect people from COVID-19. Faculty and students have been able to slowly return back to conducting research, and it really opens up new avenues to look at their research topics and research interests and how COVID has affected them. And so, for instance, imagine the idea of people monitoring the the air that actually goes through buildings. If you think about the HVAC systems and how we think about which specific uh, air goes through them, now thinking about the traveling of certain pathogens, such as COVID-19, going through said buildings and the size of buildings. Because in the future, as 
unfortunately, pandemics like this might become more and more readily uh, occurring, this will be important to actually pursue and determine so we can actually return to some resemblance of normalcy as we conduct lives being in buildings. Since in the United States, at least, most of our work, unfortunately, is conducted inside, indoors, especially if you're in colder regions. That's one example of research that's had to change and adapt with COVID-19. And explain that one of the goals of the symposium is to not only talk about this research so that uh, eggheads like yourself can can get together, but you want lay people, high school kids, folks who have an interest, local environmentalists, people who have a real interest in this to get involved and to uh, participate in this uh, by signing up to monitor and listen to and watch the sustainability symposium. Exactly. This symposium is not meant just for academics. This is meant for everyone. I really encourage everyone to get involved because they can see what's happening locally in their region regarding research, teaching, and community action. And so if you're thinking about a couple of the talks that we're going to have, many of the researchers are student-led researchers that are being supported by faculty at Bucknell and other institutions. For high school students, that shows them that that can be them in a couple years. This is not somebody who is far removed from high school, someone that they can't see themselves in that position. They can see themselves in this position because this is first year, second years, up to seniors doing this research at Bucknell and other universities. So that's an opportunity to put themselves in that place and imagine themselves in a couple years being successful. And so also thinking about the plenary talks that we're going to have and the keynote speakers we're going to have, a number of the speakers also do work within an academic setting and also with the general public within the state and some uh, nationally. And so it's very important to see how their work has been impacted by COVID-19 and how it then impacts the general public. Well, I've been on a couple of these, uh, these plus the other, some of the other symposia that have been held at Bucknell University. And one thing that you gather almost immediately is the great zeal that researchers bring to this and how much they enjoy presenting their discoveries or the things that they've learned uh, in the past few months or in the past few years or just uh, explaining to folks how their research has uncovered something that everybody in our community would, would be interested in. Uh, walk us through this schedule with that remark in mind, you know, how might people be interested in, for example, your welcoming remark next Friday at 445 or the oral presentations or the keynote after that next Friday the 23rd? Well, thank you for that introduction right there. So at 445, we're going to have our welcoming introductions for the symposium with myself and Dr. Shauna Barnhart, who is also the Place Studies Director in the Center for Sustainability and the Environment. And then at 5 o'clock, we're going to have a virtual poster session. Due to the pandemic, everything will be held virtually. And so we'll have a, a virtual poster session going from 5 to 6. From 6.15 to 7.15, we're going to have a group of oral presentations. And then after those oral presentations, we're going to have a pre-recorded introduction to the symposium by the provost of Bucknell University, followed by a keynote panel uh, consisting of Sandy Spieler, Allison Acevedo, Charles Lee, and Friar Mike Lasky. And then that is the Friday schedule. For Saturday, we're going to start a little bit early, not too early. At 10 a.m., we're going to have our plenary talk with 
doctors Deborah Sills and Elizabeth Thurden and their students that have been conducting research with them, followed by oral presentations at 11 to 12 and 12 to 1 to round out the symposium itself. All right, and I see topics such as food justice and waste for some of the presentations, sustainable living and climate change, and sustainable communities, research and activism. Sort of dig into how lay people would find an interest here. I think food justice uh, would definitely appeal to folks. A lot of folks are interested in uh, being more knowledgeable about that because knowledge seems to prompt action. Same with activism around here. So explain how lay people would find an interest in these topics. Topics. Well, the context of food justice affects everybody, and especially in the context of people who might live within food deserts, and that's thinking about being readily having the access to readily available produce to consume and to purchase. And so, within the region itself, due to the pandemic, a lot of supply chains regarding food has been destabilized. And so how we how the pandemic has affected that and how we can better better situate these supply chains and work with different members of the community to ensure that people have uh, the readily available food and excuse me readily available food and the produce and healthy food that they need for survival is pertinent and so one reason why people need to actually pay attention to these talks on food justice and also food injustice. And so that is one aspect for the general public to consider with this symposium itself. Well, and Bucknell's researchers and workers and students and volunteers have put their money where their mouth is. I mean, I think of the community garden and the food bank and uh, things along this line where uh, research is definitely something that's happening, but uh, where a need is, a blatant need is uncovered, uh, work takes place to try to meet that need and make sure that uh, the community is well aware that uh, that the help is there, too, not just some folks with a clipboard standing off on the side, that this is uh, real work and real benefits for our town. Well, we have a moment Exactly. Um, I'm so sorry. It's just the idea that everything that these faculty and students do, knowledge, it's for the general public. It's available to the general public. It's free, and it should be shared. And it's important that everyone knows that what these faculty and students do are to help the local region, the Susquehanna region itself. Yes, it may help their careers, but ultimately the main thing is to help the general public. All right, fantastic. Uh, you got a moment left. Make a pitch for folks to log on to the Sustain- Sustainability Symposium next week, please. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Mills Newberry here, and I urge you all to please log in and register for the 8th Annual Sustainability Symposium. It's going to be a very compelling event in which you will be able to learn a lot about what people in your region are doing in the context of research to help you and your community as well as combat this situation with uh, COVID-19 and move forward with trying to help protect the world in the context of sustainability. Wow, well said. Sustainabilitysymposium.scholar.bucknell.edu or just to search Sustainability Symposium 2021. This is the ninth annual, so make sure you put that 2021 in there or you'll get some of the great websites that uh, remain from uh, previous ones. Dr. Newberry, thank you so much for calling in today. Very glad to talk to you. You have an open mic to talk about these important topics anytime. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and we look forward to 
talking about these topics in the future. All right, and I'll see you on the Zoom, I guess, uh, next week. Uh, Dr. Milton Newberry III is a Ph.D., the Sustainability Technology Director and Evaluation Specialist at the Bucknell Center for Sustainability and the Environment. The event is next Friday, starting at 4.45 p.m., and then the following Saturday, the 24th, at uh, t- from 10 a.m. until about 1.15 p.m., free and open to the public online, all of it uh, online uh, these days uh, via Zoom or some other appropriate platform. Again, sustainabilitysymposium.scholars.bucknell.edu.